Good morning, good morning, Twin Cities, St. Paul, surrounding neighborhoods. This is your unbougie foodie, Wesley Wright. As you can tell, we have slowly moved into the fall season. But that doesn't stop talking about food, though, because, you know, if anything, it heightens it even more because, you know, there's warm stuff that you could talk about, uh, you know, such as chilies, uh there's a bunch of stuff <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting into you know the uh, the other holiday seasons where food is just kind of like yeah is the focus and you know what this show is all about this is a food show so thank you so much for tuning in this morning uh take a moment to sit back and just uh, listen to the show might learn something a point or two or be able to share Maybe a suggestion of a different food or on the subject that we're going to be talking about. So first off, let me give you that telephone number so that you could call in, which is 651-200-3479. Again, 651-200-3479. I am here to take your phone calls. If you have a suggestion, a comment, that's what we're here for. That's what we're, we're longing to we're longing to hear from you. So, you know, let's get started. Uh, the topic that I wanted to mention today, or talk about, if you would, is about curries. And there's a reason why I, I mentioned that, or, you know, it's a topic for me. Um, there was a really great dish that I was helping some friends uh, make earlier this week. And I want to share it with you. And you probably, if you're on my personal page, not the unbougie foodie, but you know, I, I was I was sharing it with some other friends and everything, and I not sure why I didn't share it on my on the unbougie foodie. I'm doing that now. <laughs> I'm doing that now. Uh, I think I, I'm, I take photos of the food and everything, so. That, of course, is one of the reasons why it captured a number of people's attention, because this was a beautiful photo of this curry. And I'll get into that in just a moment. But again, um, a number of friends were like, we want the recipe. This looks amazing. This, you know, this looks delicious. So uh, I had to wrangle the friend. <laughs> He knows I love him. Um, he is, I consider him a home chef. I know a lot of home chefs that are really great cooks and can produce some really wonderful dishes. Uh, some of them are just, gosh, you would think, where are you all coming up with um, this wonderful stuff? But this particular home chef, he is a world traveler. 
Um, so Aaron Gabriel, thank you so much for uh, allowing me. I know it was again, it was a task, but um, you gave me an opportunity to help you all with, you know, creating this dish or making this dish uh, or preparing it, I should say, uh, and also getting the recipe from you so that I could share it with others. So shout out to my friend Aaron Gabriel, home chef, world traveler, composer. He's been on the show before, but I'm just giving him a shout out. So thank you very much for that. And I'm going to be sharing that shortly. But, uh, you know, I talk about the curry or that curry dish and I had to do a little bit of research, too. And I knew that there were different types of curries because I've gone to as many of us have gone to an Indian restaurant uh, or maybe a Thai restaurant Um or, or many other restaurants that do curries because it's not just those two uh, ethnicities but or two types of cuisines but I I guess I just thought at one point you know that there were well, curry is a curry and that's not the case so in my own research uh, and just talking with different individuals that do you know, a lot of uh, either Asian dishes or ones that are based with curry uh, helped me out understand a little bit of the different types. Um, specifically, in this case, we're going to talk about Thai curry. Um, and it can refer to any dish that's, you know, that's in Thai cuisine. It's made with various different types of curry pastes. Uh, and and sometimes they could be referring to the paste themselves. Uh, in the United States, though, you know, when you find them on the store shelves, um, it's by some type of Thai brand or, or somewhat. Uh, so a lot of times they have a variety of um, products that are just really of just vegetables. Um, they refer to them as cruelty free spices. Uh, and it's one of those. That's one of you know what a curry is. Uh, it's a term that refers to dishes. Um, you know, oftentimes, you they're commonly through an Asian origin or design. Ah, uh, just usually they contain uh, some type of turmeric, uh, chili, chili powder, uh, cumin, or coriander, uh, or cilantro, actually. And then some other spices that may differ from the different regions or from region to region. Uh, in Southeast Asia, you know, curries, they tend to contain a lot of coconut milk, which is what I'm kind of used to. Uh, and then in Northeast, they often contain more lime juice and less coconut milk. Um, so if you're not aware more certain curries could be sweeter than others. So, again, with all the different uh, ingredients that uh, there are uh, within a curry, you know, again, as I mentioned, you know, Thai curries would have chili peppers, garlic, uh, coconut milk, um, some type of ginger. Um, uh, but again, not all of them are the same. The taste can vary. Um, some can have influences more uh, through uh, Chinese cuisine 
or maybe um, a Laotian uh, type uh, cuisine, as well as just having their own, the South Asian type of cuisine uh, or flair to it. So let's get into those. Um, the first one is a sweet green curry. Uh, this is very popular and hailing from you know Central Thailand. Um, you know green curry. It's commonly known as being the hottest of the curries. Um, but you know, like I mentioned before, not all curries are the same, and some are sweeter. This is one of the ones that's sweet. Uh, it's also very sweet. Uh, it has large amounts of lime juice and coconut milk. Um, it can consist of eggplant and green chilies in a green curry sauce. Uh, and that sauce is made from, again, green chilies, um, kefir, kefir uh, lime leaves. And I'll explain about kefir lime leaves in just a minute. Um, Thai basil, shallots, um, ginger, um and there's a, a specific type of it's another milder uh, version of ginger it's called finger root and garlic and turmeric so that's again all of the the mixture um or the ingredients that would make up that um sweet uh green curry now kefir leaves they are leaves uh, from a citrus fruit that's really found or native to tropical asia uh, india places like that India, Bangladesh, Thailand um, and the Philippines Uh, where you're probably wondering okay well if I wanted to make that myself uh, or make a curry myself you could definitely find some curry uh, recipes online but to make a really great like sweet uh, green curry uh, kefir leaves and Uh, specifically like Thai basil and chilies those are like key ingredients and of course ginger well all of them are key ingredients but what I'm saying is that you know to give it that taste um, that sweetness um, you know the again with those leaves being from the citrus citrus fruit um, that's what's going to help with adding that additional sweetness um, as well but you know you can probably wondering where can I get these you can buy them here in uh, United States and specifically in the Twin Cities um, there are a couple of places that I could suggest um, and this is you know again for the kefir leaves but also for some of these curries too curry paste if you want if you don't want to have to do it yourself anyway um, the wedge co-op uh, you know the one on Lindale 2106 excuse me 2105 Lindale Avenue that's in Minneapolis um, you could certainly find them uh, again. These uh, kefir leaves uh, there. Uh, oftentimes, you can find them in the Asian market, and uh, there are a number in at least in my neighborhood or the neighborhood that I, I I'm in. Um, Shuang Hur uh, Oriental Market. Um, there's one in Minneapolis and one in St. Paul. I live in St. Paul, so you know St. Paul. Um, that one in St. Paul is 654 University Avenue. Uh, and the one in Minneapolis is 2701 uh, Nicolette. So, again, if you're looking for those kefir leaves, you could certainly find them. And uh, 
you know, purchase them there. Um, you know, I thought uh, what was interesting, I didn't really understand about the word that was used for the ginger, and I, um, we're just still talking on the sweet um, green curry. Um, it's, I, and I hope I'm going to say this correctly, uh, galangal. Uh, G-A-L-A-N-G-A-L Galangal um, And that's more of It's more of a class Of that type of Of that type of root plant um, Because There are various types um, So specifically It talked about blue ginger uh, Or uh, What is that I think it's kuchai uh, Which is what I was referring to The finger root uh, a milder cousin of the ginger root so under uh, the galangal uh, the blue ginger or the the ginger that we normally see that you would see when you go to a grocery store um, very often what probably when you're growing up and you're used to seeing it uh, that's what that one is um, the blue ginger um I just thought it was quite interesting because I'd never I'd never heard the name the, the word before Galangal. So research people, research. <laughs> Gotta do research. Uh anyway, that is the sweet cur the sweet green curry. Next is the red curry. Red curry, um, it's known as the spicy curry. Okay. Some might equate that to it's red it's gonna have some type of spice or whatnot to it um this is also from um from central um thailand as well uh it gets its color or that red color from a lot of different chilies uh specifically red chilies uh and then they're crushed with garlic shallots um the blue ginger that we talked about a moment ago and then lemongrass and so this forms that uh, red curry paste for the dish, and then it's mixed with uh, coconut milk uh, to form to form the the curry sauce. So there's a commonality between in with uh, curries, as you could tell, um, specifically the coconut milk. Uh, so just know that you're gonna have to get coconut milk. Coconut milk is very important for curries. Um, a variety of different meats and vegetables can actually be simmered in the sauce, and uh, which I thought was interesting. Pumpkin, eggplant, and tofu. Tofu I was familiar with, but the pumpkin and the eggplant. Um, hmm, eggplant, uh, I think it's more, it's a kind of like, a, I consider it like a hearty, porous type of um, vegetable. And, or kind of the squash family. Um but it helps take on or it can take on uh, the flavor and taste of whatever it is placed in. And in this case, if you're trying to, uh, you know, basically infuse that uh, curry into eggplant, just cutting it up and then, uh, you know, letting it simmer uh, in that red sauce. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's delicious. Uh, I don't have tofu that often, uh, but when I do, I do like it. Um, but the eggplant uh, is one that I have tasted before in curries and tastes really good. Um, pumpkin, um, it's, 
I suppose it has to come around at a seasonal time period, like now, where pumpkin is in season. Um, I don't really... I'm just going to say... I won't say I don't like pumpkin. I just don't have a number of... haven't made a number of dishes uh, with pumpkin to really appreciate it more. And I think uh, I need to look into that a little bit more. So, hey, if anybody has any suggestions on pumpkin... I'm doing that, preparing something like that. Please let me know. <laughs> I am happy to take on any type of suggestions. Uh, hey, that will give you an opportunity to either be on air or you could always send me an email. <laughs> That's something to to consider or to think about. Um, yeah. My email is theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. Um, you could definitely get a chance to see foods that I have been um, parta- partaking of or maybe preparing um, by going to my Instagram, which is the underscore unbougiefoodie, or my Twitter, uh, where I will also uh, you know share uh, those foods and photos and posts uh, at unbougiefoodie. So make sure that uh, you feel free to give us a call here if you have any suggestions or want to participate uh, in your in letting us know what your favorite curry is or how you do a particular how you use your particular curry. Uh, that's by calling us or calling me here at the station 651-200-3479. Uh, again, that's that number is 651-200-3479. Uh, the last, actually, there'll be two more. The more, I think the one that's more popular or that we probably see very often is the yellow curry. Yellow curry, um, it comes in different varieties in Thailand. Uh, it's especially rich because it contains, of course, coconut cream. Uh, and it's served oftentimes with mixed vegetables. Uh, there are other yellow cu- colored curries also. Um, that would include a green, excuse me, the gold curry. Uh, it's more of a spicier version of the basic yellow curry. Uh, then there's a, a elephant curry, um, very spicy, doesn't have any coconut milk. Uh, and then there is the orange curry, um, very sour, and also doesn't have any type of coconut milk or uses any coconut milk with it. So. Of all of those yellow curries, uh, they are made with a lot of turmeric, plenty of it. Uh, and they usually have cumin, uh, yellow mustard seeds, nutmeg, uh, the kefir, uh, lime leaves that I mentioned, and juice. So uh, I think though that yellow curry is often one that is uh, probably we see or that we probably see at the store. There are others. Uh, of course, that you can find um, until, I suppose, recently understanding how the different curries, how best to put different, uh, to use different curries with different meats and, and vegetables and so forth. I always use the yellow curry. Uh, and because I was cooking for friends and I didn't know what their taste levels were and spice levels and so forth i wanted to just kind of like go with something very mainstream um, one that was not going to 
frighten anyone from having a dish that I was making. So, uh, yeah, that was one that I've used very often. But I'm so uh, excited about learning the uh, using the green sweet green curry and the red curry. Um, there are two other curries, too, uh, that I just thought uh, I've never had before. Uh, although one. So, OK, that this next one, it's called uh, Masaman curry. Um, it's derived from an Indian curry and often eaten in central as well as southern um, Thailand. Uh, Masaman curry is using red chilies, uh, blue ginger, shallots, garlic, lemongrass, cardamom. So it's a lot. There's more cardamom, um, coriander, cumin, nutmeg, cloves and cinnamon. It's quite a bit. Um, it also, as I'm, you know, talked about the commonality, coconut milk is also used, uh, and then the kefir uh, lime leaves um, are then added to the sauce, and then you could also have peanuts and potatoes uh, add to fin- finishing off the curry dish. So the masaman curry, um, yeah, that one. I may have had, but I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure. (laughs) Has anyone else ever had masaman curry? uh, curry? Uh, If so, hey, let me know. Uh, Give me a call and let me know what you thought of it. Uh, Again, 651-200-3479. Um, welcome your suggestions or your comments. The last one uh, is one. The last curry that I'm going to talk about is one from um, from Laos. And the dish that I had, I don't remember the name because it was it's a while ago. Um, but it was I went to a, a pop up, uh, a Laotian pop up. Well. And some friends had gone with me and um, it was just it was a wonderful I'll say display presentation, all of that. But one particular dish, uh, which another friend named as TJ helped us understand the various types of dishes that we had. This one was Panang, Panang curry. Uh, Panang curry, it again comes from Thailand. Laos specifically and you know is usually eaten in central Thailand it's a milder subtler flavor uh, you know than the others or than others uh, but it is spicier than Thai curries it's made from dried chilies uh, the kefir uh, lime leaves and I'm hoping I'm saying that name that word correctly K-A-F-F-I-R lime leaves kefir Kefir, uh, coconut milk, lemongrass, cilantro, cumin, garlic, um, shallots, uh, and it forms that paste uh, and can also contain peanuts. I have not tasted it with peanuts. Uh, I think probably they didn't serve it with peanuts because they were concerned about um, anyone having peanut allergies. Uh, this specific dish, at least the one that. Um, that I had so 
Uh, most Thai curries, they have a specific origin in either one region or another um, of either Thailand or Laos. And it can be spread really throughout the island. And most of them can be found in the modern day Thailand or in Thai restaurants, you know, in the United States as well. So, um, so those are the different types of curries that I've found out about. Um, if there are more, uh, I would encourage you to let me know, uh, share, uh, because I'm all interested in about finding out, uh, about the different types of, uh, in this case, curries and this topic, uh, that are out there, um, off topic a little bit as various as the curry options that we just discussed garlic there are like 20 to 30 different type or variations of garlic did you know that that's gonna have to be for another another topic or another day but garlic i i mean and i can tell you a few of them or one or two of them that i'm just fascinated by um georgian fire and chilean red of course the standard um you know elephant garlic but uh those two that i first mentioned uh in chilean red and georgia fire yeah those um i go to the saint paul farmers markets and the herb man um is there and providing these different types of uh garlics and I tell you, when I tell you that you could, from using a standard garlic and then trying like Enchilium Red or Georgia Fire, you will find that the taste is enhanced so much more. So just keep those in mind. Interested in, I know we went off topic. I went off topic a little bit. But if you're interested in finding out maybe a new garlic to use or uh could find it in your area because i could only get it from him uh is georgian fire uh and chilean in chilean red wonderful wonderful um garlic variations so okay as promised uh there's a recipe that i'm going to share uh and it is green curry chili or excuse me wrong green curry chicken with rainbow chard and uh, mushrooms and i do have it already prepared and everything so uh, i'm gonna go through this uh the ingredients but also i'm going to provide you with a picture as well as um, the recipe online right directly after this show so if you missed any of the ingredients never fear uh it, you'll have it available um, online as well. So um, watch out for it. So I hope you're listening. Hope you have a pen and paper. If you're taking that moment to just, again, have your coffee or just listen to the show, I want to say thank you. But time to get into these ingredients for the green curry ch- um, chicken with rainbow chard and mushrooms. Uh, first off, here we're going to list all the ingredients. There is a lot of them. And just know that yes it seems a bit labor intensive but when you taste this curry or this dish you will want to have more of it or you will do your own variation and add some other 
uh, maybe an additional, a different spice or an additional uh, vegetable in there. Um, but yeah, let's get started with that. First off, it is one red onion that's diced. Next is two to three cups of chopped rainbow chard or red cabbage. Now, I'm going to stop right there and pause because initially when I posted uh, this recipe uh, and even the picture too, I had put rainbow Swiss chard and I was corrected by another friend because I, for some reason, I thought that it was just all one and it's not rainbow chard and Swiss chard. They are two different um, type of chards. A chart is just there's just one type of vegetable, but because you know there's the two different names, there's rainbow chard and Swiss chard. The only difference is the color, and you'll understand about the using of the rainbow chard rather than just the Swiss chard because it adds that vibrance uh, of color um, aesthetics in in any type of food for me is what's exciting or what captures my attention so rainbow chard has these beautiful colors Uh, the leaves have beautiful colors and to use that um, or again the red cabbage just really makes this dish really pop with color um, and you know with all the other flavors and everything um, that you're going to be adding to it so just keep in mind rainbow chard swiss chard two different colors that's the only difference so Next ingredient is three garlic cloves, one uh, fresh, one thumb, if you would. And interesting, it's thumb, um, but one portion of, uh, you know, fresh ginger, one uh, chopped uh, chili, whether it be jalapeno or maybe serrano. Um, Want to take chop those up. If you want to have more heat, you could certainly leave in the seeds. I would encourage you to kind of not put in the seeds first off, especially if you're doing it for the first time, just to kind of like gauge where the heat is um, and take the seeds out. Yeah. Next is eight to ten mushrooms um, cut in quarters. You could also get mushrooms already sliced. Um, you could probably use I like I love using baby Bella. Button mushrooms are just as nice. Um, baby Bellas, though, are there's just something about them. Um, it's a different, a bit of a different taste uh, and that adds to it earthiness. Um, I love it. So, but use whatever mushrooms um, that you would like. Again, eight to ten of those um, cut in quarters. Next ingredient would be one to two carrots diced. That's an optional item. Uh, but certainly uh, one that you can add. We didn't add them because we forgot about them. <laughs> uh, next, uh, 10 green beans. Uh, make sure to cut off the ends and then cut them in half. Uh, next item or ingredient, six chicken thighs. Bone in. Uh, that Having it bone in uh, adds that additional flavor Um Gosh, you know, uh, just like with when you, you know, that's why people use, you know, they do broths using uh, either a bone or chicken bone or 
beef bone, uh, you know, to get all that, uh, the taste and flavors from the marrow. That adds to the additional flavoring, um, you know, either in a broth or in a dish such as this, where the chicken itself is going to be submerged into that, uh, into the the sauce um, for the curry. So we'll get into that a little bit more. But again, chicken thighs bone in, you can do it bone boneless or you know have the debone the chicken but yeah added flavor next is the cilantro uh and it could just be a a small a handful of cilantro so if you're if you have a, a bunch um probably take two or three fingers and just kind of that would be sufficient um of the cilantro that you're actually going to use so two or three fingers full of the cilantro and then just kind of like remove tear that from the stock that would be sufficient next two or three tablespoons of coconut oil one can of coconut milk one tablespoon of soy sauce five dashes of fish sauce one tablespoon of coconut sugar Two spring onions chopped, one quarter cup uh, chopped cilantro, and so yeah, uh, two thirds a teaspoon, um, and that's more to to taste because everyone's taste level is different. And then lastly, four cups of rice, and that's cooked, of course. Uh, there is uh, the most important part. Uh, a packet of either green, red, or yellow um, curry paste. So you can't forget that. Otherwise, it's not really green curry chicken, is it? So first off, after um, you're going to mash the ginger and the garlic together in um, a mortar and pestle. You're going to set that aside. And I use the term of Dutch oven um, only because it's, it's a cast iron pot and it's one that's most effective. Um, but if you have a large pot um, that's very shallow, I mean, a pot almost like a stock pot, but not really. <laughs> uh, it's you'll know what we're talking about when we're saying Dutch oven. It's a it's a heavier uh, cast iron pot itself. A lot of times it's probably uh, enamel or it can just be just a cast iron itself um, but it, it's one that you could either use on top of the stove or place in the oven so it's very versatile so don't be afraid of the word Dutch oven because it's nothing overly I'm just going to use the word there's nothing overly bougie about it <laughs> so uh, you probably have it already in your kitchen or uh, as one of the pots that you use in your repertoire and preparing a meal. So, yeah. So, in a Dutch oven and in medium heat, um, you're going to saute the onions and the chili in coconut oil. Uh, you're then going to add the ginger and the garlic and then saute those until they're really aromatic. And the way that you'll be able to tell is uh, it's going to smell. It's that really that's probably the best way you will be able to smell those different aromas 
uh, coming through as they're sauteing. You'll be able to smell the ginger. You'll be able to smell the garlic as well as uh, the, um, the ch- definitely the chili and the onions for sure, um, because those are key ingredients. Uh, when that happens, that's when you want to add the curry paste. Uh, when with when that's all combined, uh, you're then going to put the chicken in uh, and then brown the chicken on both sides. So that's about five to ten minutes uh, for each side. And then you're going to remove them the chicken um, thighs from uh, the curry. And then you're going to set those aside, probably preferably in maybe just uh, a glass bowl uh, or just where you could have them out of the pan itself or out of the uh, out of the pot that you're cooking in itself. Um, so after you've removed the chicken, you're going to add uh, the carrots uh, and then saute saute those for like two or three minutes um, in you know in the curry. And then you're going to add the mushrooms. Once again, you're going to uh, have those in for two or three minutes. Uh, and then the green beans. Um, so it's a bit of a process, like I said. Uh, again, another two or three minutes for the beans. And then finally, you're going to add uh, the Swiss chard. Uh, that, And you know, we didn't even talk about how much of the Swiss chard. Uh, not Swiss chard. The rainbow chard. Rainbow chard, you probably, depending upon how much you would like of it, um, I would say about two cups, two to maybe three cups of rainbow chard would be sufficient. Uh, And that will be perfect. So make sure that you're, when you're doing your rainbow chard, you are cutting off, uh, you're cutting the actual leafy portion and not the actual stock. Um, so it may mean that you'll have to go down uh, the middle uh, of the or along the sides of the middle stalk or of the leaves uh, because it, although it does add its own uh, <laughs> fibrous uh, <laughs> fibrousness to the, the dish. Yeah, it tastes better without the stock. So you want the leaves themselves. So you want to cut those leaves away from the stock, uh, from the stock. So about two to three cups of the uh, rainbow chard. And it might seem like a lot, but when you're cooking down a vegetable uh, like rainbow chard, as in with like greens, uh, it's going to wilt or it's going to lose all of that firmness and will slowly uh, be compressed. Um not losing any taste again because it's just really hearty and everything uh, hasn't been introduced to any type of heat and water it's going to wilt so once the chard is wilted in the pot in the pot that's when you want to add the curry milk uh, excuse me the coconut milk uh, and uh, the sugar and the fish sauce uh, and amino amino acids so the amino acids would be um, the soy sauce um, again the the fish sauce those are like the amino amino acids that we're referring to. Um, you're going to bring that to a light boil. And then uh, when you see it really start you know, going, uh, you're going to turn it to low. Uh, and then you are going to return the chicken back into the, the pot or into the pan. 
and then allow that to simmer for another 15 to 20 minutes. Now, while that's happening, uh, you can prepare your rice. Now, of course, I'm quite sure that you're, you know how to prepare rice, but uh, there are rice cookers that are available or I like I'm I don't have a rice cooker. I like creating uh, doing rice myself and I yeah, I like doing rice myself and maybe I will get a rice cooker. But because I've even seen my parents, my parents have started using rice cookers. I think they're just it's so much easier for them. Um, I like the smell. I like to do the whole preparation and everything. That's just me. Anyway. When you have your rice cooked and, and everything and you have your curry has already um, simmered for the 20, 15 to 20 minutes, uh, you want to add a nice good one or two spoons of uh, rice in a bowl and then ladle that uh, curry right over the rice and then sprinkle it with some uh, green onions that you may have had uh, extra. If you have to cut up some more, cut up some more. <laughs> but some green onions and then some cilantro. And serve that. Uh, if you are really, you know, interested, uh, you, you know, certain curries and so forth are really great with maybe like a white wine. Um Perhaps like a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> so if you're interested, if you're an adult, you could certainly have that or prepare that as well. Uh, or even uh, what a Riesling. <laughs> uh, just in case, if you're interested, you know, it really sets it off. But more importantly, this green curry chicken uh, with rainbow chard and, and mushrooms, you will fall over for it. Trust me. <laughs> This is really a great dish. And like I said, I will make this available. Um, if you missed any portion of the ingredients uh, or the instructions, I will certainly make it available um, online. Um, just go to the Unbougie Foodie page uh, you know, on Facebook and I will have that available for you. You could certainly hit me up to again uh, through email theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com and I'll be happy to forward that to you as well. Um, yeah. So if if you do make it, please let me know. Uh, and give me send me a picture. I'd love to see um, what how you uh, prepared it and the presentation. Um, you know. What's what's my favorite saying? You know, it is all about the food. It really is. I mean, looking at the presentation of, uh, in this case, this curry. Yeah, you will you'll be happy that you're preparing it as well. So I'm looking forward to the photos. So make sure that you're sharing uh, or else follow me again on uh, Instagram. Uh the underscore unbougie foodie uh, Twitter you could tag me if you'd like <laughs> unbougie foodie is my Twitter handle uh, or again you even my Facebook page visit Facebook and just send me a message and say hey you know I created that green cur uh, curry chicken uh, and I just want to share it with you and uh, let you see what I did how I did it um, you know, I'm always interested in finding out uh, about you know, friends doing things. Why not? 
All right, folks. So, as you know, we cannot do a show without having the wonderful segment called Get Your Group On. Get Your Group On. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I have a few places that I want to uh, share with you. Uh, one is specifically in Minneapolis, the uptown area. And I can say I have eaten there multiple times. So it's not I'm relying on anybody else to let me know or I'm just going by uh, guess or, you know, making a hypothesis or conjecture. No, it's because I have eaten there and I have enjoyed uh, the food that has been there. So the very first one that I want to mention, again, this is in Minneapolis uh, and it is in Uptown, is uh, the Lindell Tap House. Lindell Tap House is located at 2937 Lindell Avenue South. That's Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55408. Again, Lindell Tap House. And the options that they have available, um, they have, so you got to figure there are two different options. The first one is if you're going to go through Sunday, uh, Sunday through Thursday, you could pay $21 for a $40 value. That's like almost 50% off. Um, the other is you pay $25.50 uh, and you can go any day and you still get that $40 value. Um, so you're not limited to just going to Sunday through Thursday. Uh, $25.50, you could get go any day, Sunday through Saturday uh, and enjoy a really great meal. If you've never been to the Lindell Tap House, um, they've got... Um, what they refer to as pit beef sandwiches um, and it's it's like it's pub fare um, so you could you know if you haven't ever been to their um, their website or anything um, you certainly can by going to the lindale.com and again that's the t-h-e-l-y-n-d-a-l dot com and find out more information about the different foods that are available. Um, you know, if you are an adult and would like to go there for certain days of uh, beverages and so forth. Yeah, <laughs> you can find out that information as well. Uh, but uh, on their menus, gosh, you could go to their website and see all the different types of um, items that are available. Um, they even have a late night menu, which surprisingly I did not know about. I really didn't. And, you know, that's from 10 p.m. to midnight. And then what? Friday and Saturday. Well, that's Sunday through Thursday, 10 p.m. to midnight. And then Friday and Saturday, midnight to 1.30 a.m. I'm like, what? I didn't know that. I, I really didn't. Um, most of the times I'm going there during a time right after work. <laughs> uh, gosh, they have stuff, something called the the Latin, the Latin pig. It's... Uh, It's pit pork that's been drenched in mandarin, habanero sauce, avocado, uh, French, excuse me, fresh uh, cilantro, and mayo. Uh, these are sandwiches, by the way. Uh, they have a Thai dragon. Um, that's also, again, uh, pit pork. Uh, sweet and spicy chili sauce, cilantro, red onions, bacon, peanut sauce. Uh, you could do a build your own burger. And these, again, I'm mentioning these. This is a, from the late night um, food menu. 
um, you could certainly go on there and see uh, a variety of other items that they have available, but those just kind of caught my attention as I was on their website. Um, so once again, uh, Lindale Tap House, they are located at 2937 Lindale Avenue South. Uh, that's Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55408. Uh, so yeah, Minneapolis, uh, yeah, you have one that uh, I'm shouting out for. You, you could go to you. So if you're in Minneapolis and even in St. Paul, we know how we go back and forth across the cities. Yeah, it's called it's not called the Twin Cities for nothing. <laughs> uh, check them out. And actually, a little hint on Groupon: uh, when you're checking out, and you if you use the code for today only, if you're using the code fall 20 f-a-l-l 20 you'll get an extra 20 percent off so go check out check that out find out just how much more you'll be able to get save uh the next one is this one i have i think i may have mentioned before uh which is the silhouette bakery uh but you get for eleven dollars, uh, you get two ten dollar vouchers, and how cool is that? But um, Silhouette Bakery—they are located uh, in St. Paul, specifically in the uh, South Frogtown area or community, three eight three University Avenue West. That's St. Paul, Minnesota five five one zero three. So, in the neighborhood, in the neighborhood, Silhouette Bakery. Uh, they offer a wide variety of different, um, you know, breakfast um, items, uh, uh, dishes that are made fresh, beverages, uh, just really great tasting food. Um, they are the option that you have again is eleven dollars for two ten dollar vouchers, um, and this uh, Silhouette Bakery is run by um, siblings. Uh, apparently they grew up in the neighborhood and it's not just about neighborhoods type of foods or just the cuisines from like Minnesota. It really is from all over the world. Um, when you go to their website, um, specifically Silhouette Bakery, um, you'll be able to check out the menu of all the different items that they have um, available. And it, again, covers a wide variety of um, you know different cuisines, too. They're small and um, small in size or whatever, so that you'll have the opportunity to, you know, grab something either on the go or if you're sitting down, small, uh, but very substantial um, when it comes to uh, partaking of uh, the food and the flavors. Um, again, you could grab a meal, uh, something like even a Korean beef and uh, kimchi bowl uh, or order maybe like uh, El Pastor tacos. So they're made from scratch type of baked goods that they have available as well. So go there and check them out. Um, you know, Check out that Groupon. As always, uh, Groupons are always limited. So either make a decision or, hey, use it for today or for in the future. But yeah, check them out. And feel free to visit their website, too, if you want to find out more information. So there you have it. 
So, thank you all so much for tuning in today. Gosh, we're coming up to the uh, top of the hour. Um, Once again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. The Unbougie Foodie. You know, where you hear about foods, uh, topics um, that pertain to food, um, sharing a conversation. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, once again, uh, call the station and, you know, give a suggestion or a comment, you can do that. 651-200-3479. Um, maybe you have a comment about the show. Send me uh, an email uh, foodie at gmail.com and I'm sure to answer you believe me I am all about uh, reaching out to um, audience listeners and uh, even sharing any of their suggestions or comments hey this show is for you the audience listeners in the community letting you know about different foods um, recipes restaurants that are opening uh, next week I will be talking about um, some other interesting places uh, or foods, I should say, uh, but we'll be concentrating on new restaurants that are actually going to be opening up or have opened up. So look out for that uh, in uh, the show for next week. Uh, please join us next week. I'll say uh, I'll add um, again. I'm here every Saturday at 10 a.m. only on St. Paul's hottest radio station, WEQY 104.7 FM. As I end the show, I want, as I always do, I want to always encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be because really, it is all about the food. <laughs>